For those who skipped last week's episode, a quick recap. Curator Doyle and Cookie Miller, agent extraordinaire, went to a fine restaurant in Arkham for dinner. Ash, the ethereal third wheel, took offense to Doyle and his mannerisms. After several glasses of wine and some questionable conversation, Doyle took Cookie back to the hotel. That all said, on with the show. Let's take ourselves to 1923. We're in Arkham, Massachusetts. It is a very early Saturday morning, a nice cold, wintry, gray, slushy kind of a day. Sun's not come up yet, and we're going to see Finn in his room. Finn didn't get much sleep. His brain's been racing all night. He's been thinking of a plot a way to get a much-desired book. So if we get the, um, hmm, yes, the, the, if we can get some stuff set aside as potentially a cult or something, and then we can perhaps get the, yeah, it falls off of the truck on the way. I might have to get some homeless person around here, yeah, maybe, to pick it up. Mm, we don't have a truck. Out the window of a car. Yes. So we need a box to put everything in and toss it. But subtly toss mm, That's not... Oh, mm. Maybe if I can get Bruno to do the... Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. And then he... Here's the alarm. Or the, the, I'm assuming there's like a dong for time clock changey thingy. You'll hear what will bring you out of that. Deep concentration will be the faint sound of the grandfather clock in the lobby of your hotel. Downstairs, you'll hear that 6 a.m. chime. And, Philip, you are coming awake. Oh, bloody hell. Of course, I'm in Arkham, Massachusetts, the last place I would want to be. Well, I was up far too late last night writing that bloody letter to Agent Patterson's. I have been instructed to do, but it should be made for the record that another one of the books has been found, and he must be informed of it. So, disembodied voice, I suppose I shall get up and make myself ready for another day. I do believe I'll have myself a pot of tea before the chaos of the museum begins to intrude upon my delicate senses. Do you go down into the lobby dining area to have that tea or did you bring your own stuff to make tea in your room oh disembodied voice you should know me better than that by now you're in my head of course i brought my own tea service but i wouldn't use it this morning i want to see if they have proper tea in the dining room you're gonna make yourself ready and you're going to touch the doorknob and turn it and go to step out of your room finn do you do the same yes when he hears the chime for six he grabs his jacket, grabs his earmuffs, puts on his boots, and starts heading to the dining room, hoping to grab an apple or some light snack. You make it down there. They are starting to put some stuff out. 
Can you please make a listen check? And then, uh, Philip, as you are walking down as well, because I don't imagine it takes you too long to get ready. As you walk down, will you also please make a listen check? It's pretty quiet. In fact, Finn, as you look around, it looks like somebody has set out some food, some of the muffins, maybe some of the fruit, but nothing else has been made available. In fact, the coffee looks like it has been partially set up to be made, but nobody's actually, like, turned on the percolator. Well, that's fine. Just a, an apple, maybe maybe a muffin. If they have a harder top, they, those go in a pocket pretty well without crumbling. Philip, you'll see Finn in the little dining area, and it looks like he's picking at some of the items that have been there. And again, you see the same thing. Some stuff has been laid out, but it looks a little like it's been stopped in the middle of being set. No hot water for tea. Of course, there's no hot water for tea because this is Arkham, Massachusetts, where they do not know how to make anything properly. Finn, good morning. If you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to make a pot of hot water. Oh, right. I, uh, I was just about to head out to, um, to the, the university. I, I just want to double check something. I think there might be something that is more, um, of a suspicious nature, and I just want to double check before, before the auction. The university? At six in the morning? You think they'll be closed? I do. I'm sure I can knock on it out loud enough and someone will hear me. Philip's going to look around this dining room. You don't see any staff. If you want to peek your head in the kitchen, no one's in there. Uh, Finn, I, I believe we may have a, uh, a more pressing issue. Um, do you, I do say, there's nobody here uh, whatsoever, and that is a little bit more of a pressing mystery at this time. Well, you can boil your own water. You don't need a staff to do it. Uh, no, no, of course I can boil my own water. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. No, what I mean is, there is nobody here. It is time to set out the breakfast and nobody is here. Right. What do you think happened? At that point, you will hear a siren from outside go by. Well, fuck. Yes, quiet. Finn will start heading out the door. Philip is going to follow him. As you both head outside, you'll see the tail end of it looks like a police car driving up the road, going more towards the north and west of Arkham proper. It looks like it's heading out of a town. It is going very fast. You'll also see a lot of people seem to be migrating that way. The people who are up to start their day seems that they are also going that way. How curious. Indeed. You didn't happen to, to have a, a daily ritual where you and the other Irishmen would uh, migrate towards a, a part of the city in the morning? I know there's the afternoons when the pub's open, but... Well, it's back home from the pub. is So we're heading home. Ah, yes, of course. Do you want to take a peek at what's going on or should we head because I really should get to the university to make sure there's something or the thing I wanted to check 
after our experiences in Innsmouth and again in Dunwich, I, I do not believe we should be separated from each other. Um, the the greater part of the office is uh, regrettably going to be split, but I believe we should see what is going on here in case there is another, I don't know, some sort of gathering where they're going to sacrifice puppies and kittens or, for God's sake, open the Necronomicon or something. No, we should go look at this. Right. Um, up for a morning jog, then. Just you two, or are we going to get the rest of the team? I just want to know. It sounded to me like Philip was trying to just say, us two? Yes. Okay. And before Philip can respond, Finn starts jogging ahead. Oh, I hate this town. And Philip is going to follow. So as you guys make your way, it is very cold. It's very slushy. It's slippery out. It's still dark. But as you move towards the route that you see the police car turn, you see more and more people walking towards the edge of the city. The crowd will take you to this bridge. The Aylesbury Street Bridge. Mm -hmm. Can you guys make more listen checks? as you now are amongst a groups of people to see how much you will hear of what they say. Finn, I think you're just going through the motions and just doing this just to shut Philip up because you want to get to where you're going. You're probably still concentrating on what you've got going on in your brain. Yeah, that, and he's eating an apple while he's jogging, which is really tough to hear things. Philip, as you are moving through, you're actually listening to the crowd and you are hearing hushed whispers of like, apparently they found it in the river. It doesn't look like he survived. Oh, no, my goodness. What? Was it an accident? Did he lose control of the car? Just people talking about an individual. There has been an accident. Someone is dead. Well, that is unfortunate to have driven a car into the river in the middle of the winter. Well, morbid curiosity demands that I find out who this individual is. Come along, Finn. As you move closer, and with that extreme success roll, you are now an avid eavesdropper on the crowd, and you start to hear a repeating words. The curator. Uh, Philip is going to tap somebody on the shoulder. You'll see a individual. He looks like he's a hard uh, blue-collar worker. He's got his overalls. It looks like he was getting ready to go to work. You tap him on the shoulder. He kind of looks at you confused, especially as you were probably dressed in your finery. I am. I say so. I'm, I'm terribly sorry to, to interrupt you. Do I hear that the curator was in the car that was in the river this morning? Yeah. Looks to be an accident, is what they're saying. Off the side of the bridge, right through the railing. Just to be certain, we're talking about Curator Doyle of the Arkham University Museum? What would you roll to keep the glee out of your voice as you say that? I ain't gonna roll shit to keep the glee out of my voice. He will confirm, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the bigwig at the, uh, the university. Did you know him? Uh, yes, yes, I, I did. We have uh, worked together in a limited capacity before, 
and he can't quite hide the smile, but at the same time, the color is draining from his face because it's very cold out. I say, there was only one person in the car? So that's what I've heard around already, but, you know, and he'll kind of point and be like, well, we're almost there, let's just... Yes, yes, of course, of course, yes. We'll just push our way forward, see what's going on. Yes, lead on, my good man. And he'll kind of walk and push people out of the way. You'll see him greet some people asking what's happened. As you get up there, make spot hidden rolls. I'll tell you what you will just see, but let's see if you can see anything more. Finn is super distracted. He's just here long for the ride. What you both will see is the railing of the bridge. The western side of that bridge has been busted through. And when you look down into the river, there is the back end of a vehicle. It looks like it has slammed down into the river, but hit a more shallow part, a bunch of rocks. And it has just slammed and the back end is sticking out. Cold, icy water is just rushing by. You'll see people tied off with ropes trying to do some sort of a body recovery rescue operation. And they are starting to pull a body out. It does look like a man's body. You can safely assume it is Doyle. Philip, with that wonderful hard success, as you look amongst uh, the crowd on the bridge looking over at the scene, looking through them in that on the street, you don't see any skid marks. Oh dear. He's gonna look over the edge of the bridge and He's going to call down to the people who are doing the body recovery operation. I say, was, was he the only one in the vehicle? You'll see one of them at closer to the shore in the water in their waders holding a rope. They look up to you to see like who asked. And then he sees you and he says, just just the man. I say, thank, thank you for your assistance. Um... Jolly good show, rescuing the body. People around you are just looking at you. What an odd thing to say, sir. Uh, There are women who are just gasping and clutching pearls and doing the signs of the cross. What? He's probably recovered, so he can be buried with with honors, or whatever you Americans do. So he will turn and look at Finn. You think Cookie knows anything about this? She was with him last night. I do believe she may. I was concerned at first because I did not hear Cookie come in from her from her dinner engagement. And I am relieved to say that she is not in the car, but we should return to the hotel quickly and see if she is there. Because if she is missing, then that is a much more serious, serious problem. And that means we'll have to call Patterson. Right. Well, I we are near the, the university right now. And I would like just to peek in, so I'll, I'll meet you back at the hotel, if that's okay. No, Finn, I, I need you to help me find Cookie and Bruno. Come on. Well, they're likely in their rooms, and if they're not, they might be at the university. So that's where I'm heading. There's a long pause. And Finn just starts jogging away. I believe I'll have to make a note. And he's going to go back to the hotel. We'll go with Philip first. You make it back to the hotel. Uh, first step is to go to the front desk. Is there somebody there? 
It does look like somebody has shown up one of the maids. She's kind of taking off her jacket and hat, scarf, all of that. I say it's a, a, a wonderful morning to you. Uh, do you happen to have a phone handy so I may ring my compatriot's room? Um, well, yeah, sure. Just just let me get. I just showed up. I mean, I don't know where. Where is Everett? So, just one moment, sir. Oh yes, of course. See her disappear into an office. Philip is tapping his foot like it's full on tapity 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 tapity. She'll eventually come out and she's going to straighten out her little apron. She go, okay, so what was it you needed assistance with, sir? Uh, yes, I do need to ring a room, if you please. Okay, do you know the room number, sir? He will give Bruno's room number. Just one moment. And Bruno, ring, ring, ring. He will answer. Just Bruno. Bruno, wake up. What? Find Charlotte. Do you know she returned to her room last night? I'm not sure I like what you're insinuating. He rolls over in bed, and you can hear the bed like, Oh, Jesus Christ, he's a big dude. Yes, well, I, I, I do not believe I know what you mean. However, we have to make sure that Charlotte returned to her room last night because the subject of her dinner last night did not return and, in fact, took an unplanned swim in the river. Oh, the maid is looking. She's trying to act like she's not overhearing, but my goodness, you were saying the scandalous words. Hearing that, he's going to wake up a little bit more and be like, well, I guess I'm getting out of bed now. And he also thinks to himself, what did you do, Philip? There's something else. Finn was with me, but he believes that you are at the museum. That's weird. Uh, yes, it's quite strange. I told him I wanted to come back to the hotel in order to browse you both and hopefully find Charlotte uh, safe in her room. But he is very concerned about uh, the the museum. He was... Anyway, uh, more importantly, we have to find Charlotte now. Since you're up there, could you knock on her door, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Capital, I'll be in the lobby. He'll get up. He's in his pajamas. He'll put a robe on. He's got a little sleeping cap. To put on his slippers and then walk out to the hotel's hallway and go down the Charlotte's room. Do you do a light, respectable tap on the door? No, because back when she came down for Christmas, it took a little bit of effort to get her up. So you just do the big, full-on bang, bang, bang? Yeah. Okay. Charlotte, there is a very... Very loud noise, and it is killing your head. You must make it stop. Go away. Five more minutes. He'll lean up against the door to shout through it almost and be like, you are you all right in there? I could use water and a coffee and aspirin. I think I'm dying. Sounds like you had a good night. You guys are doing this through the door. Yeah. I'm not getting up. Not at all. Just yelling. I I'm a I'm gonna go downstairs. Unlock the door when I come back. You're amazing. Thank you. He goes to go downstairs to get coffee, water, maybe some aspirin, and to talk to Philip. 
Philip, you see Bruno come down in pajamas and a robe. Bloody hell, nobody in this empire is an early riser but me. Look, you woke me up. This is what you get. Ew, well, shit. Yes, yes, I suppose it is. Come with me to the dining room. There's nobody in there. Regrettably, there was no coffee, uh, barely any water. There, there might be an apple or something. And he will walk with you into the little room. And so is it like nothing is set up for anything? Or can I like take a pot and make some coffee? The maid that assisted Philip, she is starting to complete. She looks very confused as to why things aren't done, but she has started coffee. She is starting to put out more items. You can hear stuff cooking in the kitchen, or smell it, rather, but also here. As long as there's coffee going. There's coffee going. Then he will wait and, I guess, talk to Philip, even though he hasn't had his coffee yet, and it's going to be an extra struggle. That's good, because Philip is just looking at Bruno. He looks very impatient. His right foot is still tap, tap, tapping. Does he look angry, like he is at his wit's end? No, he looks kind of excited. What, uh, what's got you all wound up? Well, I woke up this morning, and I found Finn ready to, to have some breakfast, and he wanted to take a walk to the, to the university. And it so happens that a siren went by, and it piqued our interest, because as you know, we had several uh, questionable encounters in previous areas we have been, which I will not no, speak no longer about. So we decided to follow them, because there was nobody in the hotel at the time. And our travels and the crowds took us to Aylesbury Street, where the bridge was. And there, in the water, was a car belonging to one curator, Doyle. They were just pulling his body out of the car as we arrived. Bruno's going to grab you by the arm and pull you off to the side. <laughs> all right, all right, we can, we can cover this up. What did you do? How did you do it? What are we, what are we working with? What? What do you mean, what did I do? You said he's dead. Yes. Yes, he is. Well, how did you do it? What do you mean? I didn't do anything. Really? Yes. Huh. I. That is why I was asking about Charlotte, because she had the date last night with, with Curator Doyle. And thankfully, her body wasn't in the car. And one other thing of note was the car had burst through the railing that protects the road from the water. But there were no signs of the car losing control or trying to stop. It was intentional. Was it snowing and messy and stuff out yesterday, or was this like an overnight thing? Uh, it was cold, and it was somewhat slick, but it wasn't icy, icy. It wasn't snowing. He'll look out the window. It's like, well, there's uh, the snow and stuff. That's, that's slippery. Yes, but we should have at least seen tracks if that was the case. But the car had gone straight in, engine first. But Charlotte is all right. She's in her room. Yeah, she, uh, well, she sounds like she wants to be dead, but. She did have to have dinner with, with Curator Doyle last night. So, uh, wonderful news aside. I go back up to, uh, Cookie, what are you doing? Because I assume Bruno's going to come back up with coffee and, uh, aspirin. And he did say, have the door unlocked. 
upon his return. So when I tried to sit up and the whole room was just spinning, I laid back down. (sighs) Just why does it hurt so bad? My hand and my arm. Maybe maybe I should try to get dressed, be presentable. I think that's what I'm going to do. Do I have to go out to go to a bathroom or a shower? No. There'll be a bathroom there. Uh, Charlotte, as you get up, how... Are you doing that whole, like, eyes closed or at least squinted, not really looking, just kind of that zombie walk of the dead? Oh, yeah. You're not super paying attention to your surroundings at all? No. Kind of holding on to the bed to walk around it, and then maybe the dresser so I can get to the door to the bathroom. You can get to the bathroom, splash some cold water on your face, that'll wake you up. It's harsh, it is cold, you have a pounding headache, your hand is sore as you look down at it. This is your dominant hand. You will see there are bruises on your knuckles. Oh, man. All right. More water just running over my face. And once I feel like I got some kind of control over myself, both of my eyes open. I want to get dressed, find something to wrap my hand in. I know I don't have gloves, but uh, it's going to be bad. I, I, maybe I fell. I, I had to fall. Maybe you fell. You were wearing those heels. They were a little higher than you normally wear. Maybe you did fall. You just don't remember. If it's not bleeding, Maybe I don't have to wrap it, but it's so embarrassing, and the guys are going to have so many stupid questions. So do you find something to wrap it with, or do you just hope nobody notices? I think I'm just going to try and hope no one really notices. I'll take gloves when I go out later. But it's too early for the gloves, and they'll know that something's up. Bruno, you have got coffee made. Um, Are you and Philip having any more conversation, or are you going to make good on your promise to Cookie? Well, I'm, of course, going to make good on my promise, but it's too early in the morning, and I haven't had coffee yet to put up with Philip. So unless he's engaging with me, I will be happy to wait for the coffee, get a glass of water, get some aspirin or whatever. And bring that up. Philip has skipped his boarding tea. He is going to go back to the front desk. And is there still somebody at the front desk, or is it currently empty? There is now a man behind the desk. You can see his little hotel uniform. Oh, fabulous. You can see he's very rosy-cheeked, you know, out in the cold. It looks like he's just gotten back in. He seems very excited about I know it's very exciting. What would you like to say to me? (laughs) Good morning, my good man. And he's going to pull out his badge. 
Um, we have uh, four rooms here, and uh, it seems that I need access to my compatriot's room as he has run off and forgotten something. He rang me from the university earlier, and I need to bring it to him. Um, do you have a spare key for this room? And he will give Finn's room number. He's going to look at your badge, and he's going to see it's a government badge, and he's going to get wide-eyed, and he's going, wow, government men are really fast. You're here to investigate, right? Yes, we absolutely are. And a integral piece of the investigation begins in my compatriot's room when I have brought him the items that he has forgotten on his way to investigate the investigation. Oh, yeah. You'll see him turn his back. He's going to go to the big board and grab keys. And you'll hear him say, it's just, wow, we've never had anything like this happen around here. This is, this is, uh, like, wow. You know, I've always wanted, and he's just kind of taking his time there trying to get the key. <clears throat> I've I've always wanted to, to be an investigator. This is just so thrilling. And finally, he'll grab the key and he'll be holding it as he talks to you. Like, what are your leads so far? What do, Who do you think did it? Like, what's like? What's the next step? He's just mm. holding the key. Philip is going to smile politely and hold out his hand for the key. Sorry, just you know, really just fascinated with the whole investigation. Oh yes, absolutely yes. What's next? Like, who do you think did it? Like, he was the curator at a museum. Yes, yes, he he did claim to be that. Uh, has he given me the key yet? Yeah, he's put it in your hand. Oh, fantastic. So Philip will close his hand around the key and uh, he will start to turn towards the, the stairs, towards the rooms, and he'll say, uh, Well, my good lad, I am certainly no spring chicken, but I do believe this is a case of foul play. And then he's going to go upstairs. He'll even adjust his glasses. You make your way upstairs. Bruno, Philip is gone. You are waiting for your coffee or coffee, water, and aspirin, as was requested. It takes a while for the maid to locate some aspirin, but she does bring a tray with aspirin in a little paper cup, and she'll have a pitcher of water and a glass, and then a little carafe of coffee and a mug. Uh, at, at two mugs, because he needs his coffee, too. Two mugs. She will go back into the kitchen and come back out and put it on the tray for you. Thanks, doll. And then he'll go up to resume banging on Cookie's door. Philip, as you enter Finn's room, Bruno, you will come up the stairs and see an empty hallway and head right to Cookie's room. Let's go to Finn. Finn, you went to the university at 6.37 a.m. Mm -hmm. Thinking it's open. Is it open? No. Why would it be open at 7 a.m.? On a Saturday. Uh, because, of course it You're would. You're an eager beaver is what you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, hmm. He's going to try and get in. You know, first he takes a quick look around, making sure there's no one around him. But he wants to check, like, a couple windows near the doors, see if they will slide open. Let's have a stealth roll. Followed by a spot hidden roll. Followed by a sleight of hand roll. Stealth roll. So as you try to make your way around and kind of casually look for 
an entry point. You're going to slip on a patch of ice and fall. You're going to get hurt. So you're going to end up in the bushes below the window. But you'll see the windows are big leaded glass windows. These don't look too open. These windows you can't get in. You're going to have to find another entry point, not near the entrance. But you you kind of knocked the wind out of you, so it's going to take a bit. And you are going to have to come out of bushes covered in snow, maybe a little wet, maybe a little mud. Who knows? Yeah, so Finn will get up out of the bush covered in mud, like the slush melted under the bush first for some reason. Maybe the heat from the building. Who knows? It's a little weird for it to be muddy right there. But uh, can't do anything about it. Brushes some off. It's still a mess. He has some sort of plausible deniability for being there, but um, no, he he can't really get in. All right, so Finn's going to start heading to the library and check if it's open. Okay. Because his plan involves stealing a book. That's not the book that he's meant to steal. So as you're walking around, it's still very quiet. Like, nothing's really open. You might see some students walking about, but most of the buildings are shut up. It is a Saturday in January. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe the library's open. Maybe. So you're going to walk your way down there. Philip, you have acquired a key, and you are now in young Finn's room. You are now spying. I say, how does the other half live? Finn, could you please describe your room in the state it is currently in? So Finn doesn't really unpack. He keeps his suitcase with all of his clothes in it next to the bed. Zips it up when he's done with it. When he gets changed, he will have the clothes he wore the night before. He'll have folded up, put on a chair and Next to his suitcase. The bed's not made. And, uh... You know, his coat's not there. His boots aren't there. It's pretty empty. Has the bed been properly slept in? Or does it look like maybe you caught a few winks on top of the bedding? And it's must? Or did you actually, like, crawl into bed? It's January in this. So he would have been under the covers. All right, so you see a zipped-up suitcase. You see an unmade bed, but it's a very much as if Finn doesn't spread himself out in a room. He stays very close and, and ready to go at a moment's notice, is what I'm hearing. I say, what kind of Irish lad does not uh, lift it up a little, so to say? I want to search his suitcase. You're going to go towards the suitcase, unzip it. Finn, what is in your suitcase? What did Finn bring with him? So he would have brought... There's going to be a clothes, of course. His fancy suit that he's supposed to wear is folded in the... Sorry, no, it's not his fancy suit. It's his green suit that he likes to wear. And it's folded, not hanging up like it's supposed to. There's a flask, and there is a pocket watch, but there's no books. There's probably some pencils, like some basic writing tools and maybe a notepad. 
The notepad and the watch are the interesting parts. Do tell. The pocket watch. If you pop it open, on the inside it will have an engraving. Say, just happy birthday, love mom and dad, and then the date of 1916. And it's just a ticking pocket watch. There's nothing too fancy about it. Uh, it might be silver. You're not sure. Actually, you probably would know. It's more likely tin. Yeah, that 88 appraisal. And then the notebook. You flip through that. You read some some of the newer notes, I assume, to try and figure out what he's been making notes about more recently. Yes. And it's notes about, first of all, most of the notes seem to be, the recent notes anyway, seem to be in Gaelic, if you know that language. Luckily for you, I don't. But if you look earlier, there are notes in English. So something is a little suspicious. The notes before would have been uh, probably before the fire in Dunwich, that one. So he probably would have had his notebook in Innsmouth, so there may have been some notes from that job. Oh, I'll totally read those. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Finn, Finn, skip to the incriminating part. Is there anything that would give Philip pause? Have you written any notes about the book and your plans? Did you write stuff out about, your, about the, the book from last night? Are there any letters? Are there any random doodles or thoughts in your notebook about what happened at the house in Dunwich or any other anything else? Is there anything? Um, yeah, let's let's sure make a luck roll. See if Finn actually wrote the name of the book. Looks like you win this round, Finn. If he did, well, you didn't spot it. All right. So then Philip will look over Finn's notes and say. Hmm, notes about the letters from the exhibit. Is that why he's trying to get in so early? I wonder if they're from his family. Fitzhume does seem to tie up to own tenements. And then he's going to put everything back and then stop. He's going to take out that atrocious green suit and go back to his room. He's going to grab the suit that he bought for Fen and hang it up over the closet door. And after that, he'll pen a note that says, I, I took the liberty... Of setting out your best for this evening, should it continue, Philip. And then they'll leave. What did you do with the suit? You're taking the green suit. I'm taking the green suit. Okay. Meanwhile, while that is all happening, Bruno, you're back at Cookie's door with coffee, water, and aspirin. Yep. I am knocking on the door with my foot because carrying a bunch of stuff. So... Dressed, I want to take a quick look around the room as I just yell out, just a sec, I'll be there in one spot, hidden. Everything looks in order, everything looks fine. So I walk over and open the door. Oh, you're a lifesaver. I drank way too much wine last night. Do you invite Bruno into your room? Uh, no, I don't. Do I feel like that's unusual? Yes. You have shared many an intimate friend moment. You 
were in the room when she was at your family's house for Christmas. Why won't she let you in this room now? You open the door, and I go to take a step in so as to put this down. Do you step aside, or do you let me in? Uh, well, I try to take the coffee out of your hand, and in doing so, move in your way. So you're going to go for the tray he has with everything and kind of block him from coming in? Yes. I pause, still holding on to the tray on my half. You, uh, you all right? Because this is a little strange. Because it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's just Bruno. He's harmless. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I just don't feel well. Um, it's, it's not a good scene in here right now. If you don't mind letting me get myself together, do you want to meet and go out for breakfast? Maybe I could probably use some eggs and potatoes. Oh, and he just gets like a, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll wait with Philip downstairs and, uh, we'll see about finding Finn and getting some breakfast. Thanks, Bruno. You really are a lifesaver. Just give me maybe 15 minutes or so. Yeah, we'll wait downstairs. And she just closes the door and... Leaves me there, worried and confused in the hallway. Well, Bruno, this this is your friend, and why why not invite you in the room? Why? She was dressed. She wasn't in pajamas. She was dressed. Why? He goes downstairs to find Philip. Give him an update. Philip is back downstairs. He's returning the key, and... He still has the green suit over his arm because he had to get something. And he is explaining to the bellhop, yes, well, in order to uh, conduct a proper investigation, one must have their proper investigation suit, you see. And uh, our fellow is very particular about the suits that he wears. And that is why he has chosen the force green. Now it does have the... Uh, the necessary magnifying glasses and notepads and pencils and all the things he needs in order to conduct that investigation. But if he did not have his suit, he would not be able to find them. It's Really, it's very particular. Us investigators are a very particular lot. Bruno just comes up behind you. He's still mostly in his night clothes. He's like, the fuck are you on about? Oh dear, there's a mountain looming behind me. Is he... Is he decent? I... I Perhaps I should... Well, I've got work to do in the office. He turns around oh. and runs back into the office. And nothing's really ruining Philip's good day, so he's going to turn around with a smile. So, what has transpired? Well, I gave it a, uh, the coffee and stuff. I think it's lady problems and some drinking. Oh, no. But she's, she's all right. I... Aside from the lady problems and the drinking... Well, the drinking's not really anything wrong. It's just, you know, I think when it combines with the, uh, yeah. Uh, very well. So our next step, I suppose, is to find Finn. And I believe I may have to place a call to Boston. She said it'd be like 15 minutes and I still need to get dressed. I, uh, you want to wait? We'll go get some breakfast. We'll find, find Finn first and then, uh, get something to eat, some eggs. 
uh, yes, yes, of course. I will. I will be down here waiting. It's, uh, number one cure for hangovers: greasy eggs. Uh, yes. How how quaint. So Bruno's going to go up to his room and get dressed. We're waiting fifteen minutes for him to get dressed and for Cookie to come down. Philip, what are you going to do in those fifteen minutes besides sit there with the biggest grin on your face? So the first thing he's going to do when nobody is there is he's going to take that green suit and he's going to throw it down the laundry chute. The second thing he's going to do is he's going to grab his valise. So he has this notebook. He's going to put his notebook inside his inner jacket pocket. After making a few notes, Doyle dead, smiley face, underline. Car in river, evidence of foul play, car did not break. No accident. Underline. Finn up early. Very curious. Also like three question marks after Finn up early. Finn up early? Very curious. Charlotte very hungover. How much wine did Doyle have access to? Underline. Question mark. Circle it. And then he'll put his notebook away. Just to be certain, we're talking about Curator Doyle of the Arkham University Museum. What would you roll to keep the glee out of your voice as you say that? I ain't going to roll shit to keep the glee out of my voice. (laughs) To suppress the smile? Uh, Official vocab guidelines state that we should call them traffic collisions, not accidents. Yes, because an accident implies there's nobody to blame. It looks like Doyle Dunn collided with the earth from a bridge, and I don't think he did it on purpose. I was just making a pop culture reference. <laughs> opportunity. I know. I know. Just giving you shit. Lou brought me scotch. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get it without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.